making move, Javante Davis. Living young, got room for patience. This a dope podcast. It ain't drugs when we move the bases. Houston, we got a problem. Taking off like the Rockets. This a three man weed coming at you with topics. Mr. the Henny with logic. Baby, showtime's back. You slow, catch up. You run a four now flat. It's imperative. Transitioning from changing the narrative. You can catch this wave from the Marlins to the Mariners. Doing things you can't believe. It's the three man week. Come at you with topics. No, you cannot stop it. Doing things you can't believe. It's the three man week. We come at you with topics. No, you cannot stop it. Um. So, uh, we do apologize for being a little bit tardy. I mean, but it's only nine minutes. If you was a college, your professor said you had to make wait 15 minutes anyway. So, put your name on the roll, sit your ass down, and welcome to another episode of the Three Man Weave Podcast, baby. Once again, I am AJL Presidente, and of course, I got y'all, my... You already know who it is. It's your boy, Hill. Hill going Hill regardless, baby. Let's get it. Episode 93. What's the... uh 92. Not it's ninety, it's ninety three, bro. For real? Yeah, it's ninety three. It's ninety three. Oh, rolling, boy. Oh shit! Well, well, damn. That's a moving right along. Ninety three. Yeah. I am sorry to everyone. Let me make some changes. I got it labeled as episode ninety two. I'm just out here tripping. Yeah, man. You did, you did ninety by yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. Episode ninety three. Oh well. You know, we're going to run the two-man game right now, the pick-and-roll game. You know, uh, Cannon wasn't 100% uh, ready to record after his uh, um, surgery. But, you know, as you can see, Cannon here in the comments, like like to load it with y'all. So, you know. And so, (laughs) please, uh, whoever says uh, shimmy at the intro music, we do need you to follow the directions that will be coming into the chat. here shortly. Um, As we do that, uh, yeah, I know y'all can catch us on all major podcast platforms, Three Man Weave, Instagram, Twitter, Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.three.man.weave at gmail.com. Let's get and, it. So, man, um, where would you like to start? Do we? That's, do what, that's what I'm trying to think. Let's, let's just go ahead and just get into Let's just get into football from what we've seen last week. Just go ahead, jump in right to it, man. Um, that Drew Brees and that Saints and I won't call it Drew Brees and Tom Brady. I'm gonna call it the Saints and Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Drew Brees, Drew Brees was looking cooked at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. So I think you know that loyalty. That was one of the reasons why when you was talking about running back with the Steelers, that's one of the reasons why I'm like. You might just you might just waste another year of your opportunity to get a chip by you know loyalty. And I understand, I respect an organization showing loyalty because half the time they don't show loyalty. So I do respect that. But we also know that those Super Bowl windows close very quick in the NFL. So it's just like a balancing act. Do like do you kind of force Breeze out because now? Look how he goes out. Those those storybook endings they don't happen. They don't happen too often. You know what I mean. So to you know now have that terrible performance be the you know when people look at oh Drew Brees last game, 
and you got to bring in Jameis Winston to throw a trick play because he can't do it. Uh, that's that's kind of bad, man. But it was this was the this is the fourth year, fourth year in a row, right? Yeah. And the reason why I I didn't have an issue with them running it back again with him, you know, he waited, he made it, he did made it kind of clear that this was going to be his last year. They made arrange, they came, they made arrangements for his uh successor. Um, you know, the offense was already a kind of a dink and dunk type of offense to to begin with. Um, the running, they, they, you know, the running game was more prevalent this year. Um, I didn't really necessarily have an issue with it. I mean, the way he was going out has been the same way every four years. I mean, for the past four years, right. it's been 100%. a tough way in the play in the playoffs because, like you said, the rigors of the season. You know, by the time, like I said, by the time the end of the season, that that arm, that noodle arm, like Chris said, is cooked and it's well done by the end of the year. I just thought that they would that the pieces around him or everything surrounding him, you know, Sean Payton, everything. I just thought everything else was going to help. I mean, at least, you know, cover it up. You know, I didn't think yeah. that he himself this year in particular, maybe that was just me um ignorantly hopeful or whatever you want to call it. Just didn't think that they were just gonna let him go out like that. Uh, I understand, um, and I and this is just a hypothetical question I, because I personally think that you do have to go in to this season with Drew Brees, especially that it, it's he's still gotten you there. It's not that you've you know squeaked in or anything like that. You've been winning games and you've been winning games comfortably, and the team still looks good. It's just as that season wears on, he's an old man. And the offense that they run, they still like to push the ball sometimes. Yes, they have that running game, but if you can't push the ball, and then you got a team like the Bucks, who linebackers was looking like they were wide receivers, it's <laughs> gonna be a it's, it's gonna be a problem. Just because I think that they the, the season this wasn't a normal season, and I, I felt that it was you know kind of big with the Seahawks as well. Those two teams, home field advantage actually really does mean something. Yeah, that that played a, a huge factor. That played a huge and so, factor. And so, and so, not being able to have that home field advantage of of New Orleans in the playoffs. Just imagine what it would have been like if that was a sellout crowd, and before the game they found out this was Drew Brees' last game. Yeah, Tom Brady wouldn't have been able to hear shit. Correct. And so, I think. It's just it it, it it does place things in a different atmosphere. I hate that he has to go out that way, but opposed to what we talked about last week when we talked about the Steelers running it back, I do think that they are in a good place with Jameis. Yeah, they're in a, in a position. As, as as much as people want to hate on Jameis, we've talked about it on this show plenty of times. That Bruce Arians offense is you know you it, it's, it's boom or bust. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have a lot of turnovers in that in, in that offense. Yeah, 30, 30 is bad. 30 mm-hmm. is bad. But Jameis was known to be a gunslinger coming into the league. So he was gonna get you turnovers. But he was also gonna make some plays with that arm talent where it's gonna be like, okay, I can live with that. Couple that with Bruce Arians offense, where it's gonna be a high number of turnovers. To me, that was par for the course. But like I've been saying 
for 93 episodes. <laughs> when Jameis Winston get LASIK surgery, oh, watch the fuck out. And guess what he did? He went to New Orleans. They must got a better health plan over in New Orleans. They must have uh, Aetna or something that uh, <laughs> covers that uh, LASIK. So I don't. I think that um, it's actually going to be – they're in a good place. I'm not saying that Jameis is going to win them a Super Bowl, but I think Jameis is going to win them games until they find a quarterback who yeah. can win them a Super Bowl. I, I, I agree with that. Like you said, he had it would be another year in the system. Uh, hopefully it would be a, a – I'm hopeful for a full offseason or a better offseason than what we had last year. So he should right. be able to make strides in that offense. And like you say, Sean Payton is one of those offensive minds that we crown as a you know offensive genius. He should be able to utilize Jameis' strengths and minimize his weaknesses. And like I said, they should be able – they're running it back. is going to be a little bit different. Um, Eric said, how can you force a man out that did so much for the city? That's why we 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 necessarily wasn't trying to force him out, but it, we know it's time. Yeah, it, it, it's and, time. And then, so certain people, certain. I mean, it's a tough situation. I mean, Belichick been trying to. He was trying to move on from. He was trying. He, he forced Brady out. Yeah, he was trying to move on way before then. I mean, so he, he, he wanted to keep. Decisions. He wanted to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. You got to make tough decisions. I mean, you know. Brett Favre was forced out. Other people been forced out. I mean, sometimes it's a tough decision, and you don't want to make that decision. You want to you because, kind of like you know run it back, and hopefully you can go over with your storybook ending. But sometimes you know that ending is not not so good. And and this, and this is what and this is what I say. I know you're saying how can you force a man out that did so much for the city? Colts cut Peyton. 49ers, They seen Steve Young coming up in the race. They was like, "Hey Joe, go ahead to Kansas City." <laughs> so it, it, it ain't like Drew Brees is the first and it ain't like Drew Brees is going to be the last because once again this is a business that is a business this is a, this is a business and we also know that you know there are other times where a, a player can just be like you know what I'm going to retire and then now that team is kind of like oh well we kind of asked out we didn't see that coming or whatever the case may be or the same way you can trade a, a player. It's like, man, it's a business. Ain't no love. Ain't no friends. Mm -hmm. If we if we see that we can get better or we need to move on and get a better opportunity, honestly, the good franchises, they have the foresight to at least prepare for this. Cause um if this if if uh, Aaron Rodgers back up is anything. Look at what the Packers have been able to do over like decades mm -hmm. where they haven't had to worry about a bridge quarterback because they've already had their quarterback in waiting. Even if they're not getting straight to the Super Bowl, they're not there. They have someone in waiting with the talent who knows what's going on and they're ready to go when it comes time. It looks like he's going to be on the bench for a while because Aaron don't look like he's showing any signs of slowing <laughs> down. But that cliff also comes quick, so we never know. Let me scroll back up to Cannon's question or statement. I think it was more so a question. Well, if everybody knew his noodle arm was cooked, why not play a quarterback with the live arm? Now, I'm going to ask you this, Cannon. Your Hall of Fame quarterback, Drew Brees, in the playoff game, the guy you've been hanging your hat on all these years, 
You mean to tell me you're going to bench him in this moment? You're going to have the balls enough to bench him. And my thing is, <laughs> I like during the game, like we looking at it like, yo, y'all might have a chance with Jameis. Mm-hmm. But think about what's going to happen if, like, hey, Drew Brees is talking about retiring. You say, hey, you know what? We're going to play Jameis. And Jameis go out there and play like Drew Brees played. <laughs> and then you still have, and you still have that unknown of what Drew Brees could have possibly done. You might not never be able to get a beignet in New Orleans again. <laughs> so I think you now we we talk about business decisions. Sean Payton, he was like, "Oh, this is a business decision. Ain't, I'm not putting, I'm not putting him in. I'm, I'll groom him, and we can start anew when we know Drew Brees ain't here no more. But I'm, I'm not finna do that." Not let's get, do that. Well, let's get some credit. I guess we, you know, what I mean, let's get some credit for Todd Bowles' uh, defensive game plan for the Bucks. I mean, you know, oh, a lot that, of man, a lot of the sticks, you know, a lot of you know, up in your face, you know, a lot of redirection, a lot of making you throw it over top, and we know you that you can't throw it over top. Right. We're gonna make it. You know, I mean, everybody was sticking on every receiver. Every every throw was contested. I mean. That's a hell of a game plan to stick with it, and the knowing that you can't get out of, you can't get me out of this game plan, gives me the confidence that I can stick with it and I can call everything on this play sheet. Oh, one hundred percent. To kind of backtrack to the last uh, question by Cannon, I do want to say, Sean Payton, you use Taysom Hill so much as a gadget player. Why not put Taysom Hill? At wide receiver and Jameis at quarterback for a couple gadget plays, send Taysom Hill in, you know, jet motion, do uh, you know, uh, a reverse pass with Taysom or fake it and then throw it with Jameis to get something down the field, also. So you can use some gadget plays where you can get Drew off the field, but still have an opportunity to push the ball down the field. I mean, so Taysom was out that game though. No, I I know what I'm saying. Like, if, you know, you utilize Jameis the way that you utilize Taysom, like put him on the field, let him run these gadget plays. And he don't necessarily have to run the ball, but you can make it look like he's about to do some stuff with the ball to say, like, okay, we need to watch out for this. I don't know if the rules change about the depth chart, but I remember that if you – I remember the third-string quarterback was deemed as, like, the emergency quarterback. Mm -hmm. And if he went in – the starter couldn't come back in or something like that. I, yeah. So and I don't so, know how they were doing the depth chart. So I don't know if that, that played a part in how, you know, he didn't use that gadget as much. I'm, yeah. I'm not I, sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. But I'm not, even sure that's still a, I'm not even sure that's still a rule. But even still, why didn't they use Jameis more? As, you know, because the, the trick play worked. Bro, so they why, have four. They have four. Four defenders guarding a running back. My man's was wide the hell open. Traquan Smith was he was streaking down the field, but bucket naked. <laughs> but I mean, you know, that that sucks. The the way that they've been bounced out of the playoffs the last what four years? Yeah, four so, four straight yeah four tough yeah. losses by almost four straight interception. But um, you know. Yeah, so it, it, it's tough. It's tough um, uh, but like you said, let's go ahead and get some credit to the Bucks. I mean, they came out. Oh, yeah, their, no, game plan, their game plan was, you know, like everybody was saying that didn't pick. I mean, that picked the Bucks. They saying 
the Saints not going to beat them three straight times. You know, three straight times. I wasn't buying into time. that. I wasn't buying into that. I didn't buy into that. Go ahead, say, explain why. Like I'm, I'm not buying into. Oh, Tom Brady's not losing three straight times to anybody. Um, this is a different. This, this, this ain't Bill Belichick and Tom Brady anymore. It was very. It was highly possible for them to lose three straight times. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it looked like you know, minus a couple, you know interceptions and some bad plays that's what was going to happen because had the saints been able to capitalize on those punt returns with like that field position early in the game this thing would have been out of reach early yeah but once again the rigors of the season on drew Brees' arm it showed when he was throwing them uh you know them, them ducks and <laughs> and devin bush and them boys is out there playing duck hunt shout out to my boy mike adams wayne woods high school got got that pick on uh drew Brees to seal to seal the joint so Salute to my boy. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it, it was very possible. So, I mean, yes, it, it turned out that he beat him three straight, but that won't in the bag. It won't sealed. Yeah, that's why. I, I And then two of those games was ass-whooping. Like, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't two close wins and two nail-biters. It was two ass-whoopings. And it's hard to learn from ass-whoopings. Yeah, so it's like I didn't. just throw everything out. Like, all oh, that shit didn't work. yeah. So I couldn't, I, I couldn't go with that. But once again, it's playoff time. You know, we can go ahead and you know give him his flowers. Playoff time, they showed up. Playoff bucks, they showed up. Um, like I said, they had a tremendous game plan. You know, but they're gonna have a different animal this week. Oh yeah, that, that bad man coming in town. Coming. That bad He's man coming, coming in town, and they got smacked by these bucks this year. That's a bad taste in their mouth. They look bad. That was one of the, uh, Aaron Rodgers' worst games this year. You know, they got punished from the gate. You know, they look, they look, they got Molly Wap. This bad taste yeah. this time. It's a revenge tour. And it's gonna be cold. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah. cold. Only Brady's and, ready for that cold. And even Brady said his blood thinned out from being in Florida. And I, I'm gonna tell you, it's true. Yeah. Your blood, like you you get used to being in a 90 degree heat in December all year round. Your body your body's like, okay, I'm cool. And I actually, you know, uh, I'm not sure if y'all familiar with Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. One of the things that he said was that's an advantage because at the end of the day, he just he's sitting over there thinking like they're feeling a lot worse than I am. Mm-hmm. I'm used to this. That's I do this shit. Do. I do this shit every year. Like, I mean, Mike Evans, Mike Evans gonna try and catch one of them fastballs coming from uh, Brady. Shit, mm-hmm. a cold football is like catching a brick. Like that <laughs> shit. Like it's different. You already know Chris Godwin got the drop issues all not all of a sudden, but he got the drop issues. Mm-hmm. Uh Antonio Brown got an MRI on his knee. Who knows what he gonna do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jair Alexander, y'all might not want y'all might want to get familiar. That's a dog on that outside. Mike Evans gonna have a problem. Man, you know he, Mike, Mike Evans, he got the touchdown monkey off his back with Marshawn. He ain't really get the monkey off his back. Yeah, he just was able to get the touchdown. Else. He ain't do nothing else. So it's going to like, hey, you better pack your lunch, boy, because it's going to be rough. Well, on the flip side, Bucks had success against the uh, Packers. They were the only team that had this type of success against the Packers. Because I, I will say, it looks like the Packers' defense is starting to figure some shit out. Because mm-hmm. when they played, like, early in the season, till probably about, I'd say, with about four or five games left, it looked like the Packers' defense, they couldn't tackle a soul. Mm-mm. They didn't know what the hell they was doing. The running game abusing them. 
they were just getting killed in the run game. Mm-hmm. It yeah. look it looks like they figured it out. So I think it will it will pose a different set of a different outcome, especially with they're gonna have like it's gonna be cold. Tampa's not gonna be used to this cold. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to get hit for four quarters in this cold, regardless of who you are. If you ain't used to it, and then hitting in the cold, you, mm-hmm. you throw a. Hey, I know Levante David and Devin Bush boy, them boys is out there trying to tackle AJ Dillon in that in that thirty degree weather for four quarters. That four four you run, Devin White, them hamstrings ain't gonna fire off like they do down in Tampa. It's mm-hmm. gonna be a little bit different. So, um, we talk about home field advantage. I think the Packers still are able to have their home field advantage. They the got it, but the Bucks are you can't you, you don't run on the Bucks. Right, you don't, you don't. run the, the the running game is still is still pivotal, you know. For Green Bay, they they've been utilizing it well. They've been a balanced offense. It just ain't just been Aaron throwing it fifty times. They've been a balanced offense. So making them one dimensional, and then you know, um, Bowles gonna blitz, blitz and Bowles. He gonna blitz. He gonna sit in the house. This ain't gonna be no cake. Well, this is gonna be a conference championship game. It's, it's, it's gonna be a dog fight. It's definitely it's gonna, gonna be a dog fight. But when it comes when it comes to getting blitzed, I do have faith in Aaron. I got all the faith in the world into him, but I'm just saying no, it ain't gonna be no cake. Well, I know it might have sound like, might have sound like we, you know, I mean, I'm picking the Packers, but it, I'm, I'm gonna be scared. I'm gonna be scared the entire game. It ain't my team. Fuck it. I'm gonna watch this shit with an open mind. <laughs> you know, I got all, you know, ulterior motives about mine, but it's all good. Dead well, dog, go about, you know, let's go to the AFC. You know, they had some games. <laughs> Fucking Browns lost to Chad Henney. Bitches. That's some divisional, <laughs> divisional shit right there. Hey, that it's boy, that, man. That, that boy Andy Reid, he he like, hey, he got oh. to call to call, Okay, um, okay, go before, ahead. Before we get there, before we get there, let's show the Browns some love. No, nobody gave. Well, I'm going to show the Browns. Some, nobody gave the Browns a chance at all. The Browns fought. The Browns came out there and fought. They didn't back down. They were supposed to get blown out. Even Y'all the way they too. started up. Sorry. Even the way they started out, they were supposed to get blown out. Mm-hmm. And they showed up. Baker showed up. You know, I mean, once Chad Henney came in the game, you should have, you know, y'all had an opportunity to go out there and just, you know, win that game or tie the game up at least. You know, they fell short. But they showed out. Like I said, nobody had expectations for the Browns. I mean, it is what it is. But, you know. That's all I have for the Browns since you're not gonna show up no love. Yeah, nah, yeah I'm, I'm sure Andy Reid some love though. You show some guts, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like to call that play, like because how often do we see when your backup quarterback comes in, they just start playing it safe. They just like, all right, fuck it. Like just don't turn the ball over. I mean, the beauty of the beauty of a great play caller or aggressive play caller in a rhythm. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that. He had the confidence that you're going to complete this pass. This is a this is a money maker. If like, you can't complete this pass, you shouldn't be in the NFL. Yeah, you just might well just keep running to your car and like don't come back. So it was one of those plays, and then the way they did it, they tried to milk the clock to make it seem like they it wasn't going to run a play. Uh-huh. Rome, if you listen to the broadcast, Romo saying it the entire time like they're not gonna they got they're not gonna run a play. They're not gonna run a play. So now you're getting lax. Like okay, they just try to draw me offside. Okay, let me just. Let me just relax it in. Huh? Sprint right? With your back up? Come I don't on. know why teams don't do that more often. Teams don't have Andy Reid, bro. 
And I, but but I get that. But when teams like when it, when it's getting close to the end of the quarter or the two minute warning, and you come up and do your fake, uh, you know, your your your, your two fake cadences to try and draw them off sides, and no one and no one budges, and then everyone gets down on the knees, starts looking around, snap the ball or something like. <laughs> Like catch them off guard. Do do something where you can try and you know fake them out and, and and catch them off guard and get that advantage. But that's something like that's that's something like when you see that well coached teams do or yeah. certain players do. Like how many times have we seen Aaron Rodgers catch 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 somebody substitute? It's it's almost like I see it every single game. Or like, how many or how many times he catch him with his cadence and throw throw a bomb on 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 the free play like. We don't see this every week. You feel what I'm saying from every, well, from other teams. And and the reason why we don't is because the good teams, the great players, they the great coaches, they actually take time to practice this. Yeah, that's all. To awesome. implement it. because you know how many times I've seen like quarterbacks they catch someone jumping off sides and they have no play ran. None. Or it's like oh they just oh it was a handoff so let's just hand it off. It's almost like Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna draw you off sides if they if, if, if the receiver sees somebody jump off sides. Oh, I'm running to go. Yep, like Just running fast like, as I can. It, it don't matter if it was if it was a, a ISO play called going right up the gut. If someone <laughs> jumps in that neutral zone and we snap the ball, I'm taking off of field. That's and coaching. it's it's coaching and it's just practice. It's just mm-hmm. implementing. So now it becomes second nature. You see it? Oh shit! Let me take off. We might. It's a free play. Free, free. But that's what I love about Andy back to Andy Reid. That's what I love about him as a play caller, him right. as an offensive game plan. Because even that he has Patrick Mahomes, one of the you know the greatest talented quarterback we've ever seen. Blah blah blah, whatever. He still give that man easy throws. Thank, oh boy, we gonna get, we gonna get to this one too. But, easy rhythm throw. That, that is why I believe it's like it's a lot more about coaching than people give those coaches credit for. Because I don't care how great you are, you still have to put your player, especially a younger player, in position to build up the, that that memory bank to see these things. So, okay, I'm going to give you a couple, you know, quick drag routes across the middle. When you have the fastest player in the NFL, the hardest thing for to to guard. is just him running across the field. I'm not about to just, you know, say, hey. Give me a ten, a 10 step out or, you know, like, fuck the route tree. I just need you to run from here to over there as quick as possible. Because if you just run straight across the other side, that cornerback, he can't get a hand on you. And if they in zone, you just going to you just going to break their entire zone. And if you see the hand cover too, break it off, go field. It's like, OK, we know all of this now. Utilize your weapons. Patrick Mahomes, he makes beautiful throws. He, he puts some shit on the money. Yeah. But he also has a lot of, you know, throws that go two yards that end up going for 60-yard touchdowns because of his playmakers. Mm-hmm. After, it's like, okay, no, if you run a 4-2 and everybody else out here run a 4-4, if it become a sprint, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Like and, like Cannon said, I'm sure Andy already had plays he knew Chad was comfortable with. It's called preparation. 
King said, what? definitely got to know your contingency plans ready. Ooh, like, that, that pick that Chad throw, I think that was a Mahomes. That was a Mahomes play. <laughs> no, 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 what we going to do is blame 100% Chad. <laughs> that was That's a Mahomes play. And Chad was like, <laughs> make it rain. That was 100, that was 100% <laughs> Chad. I don't know who Chad thought he was. Chad thought he was back in Michigan. Oh, yeah, something. Hey, hey. That boy, Brady who? And for no reason, all he had to do, that was terrible. That when you realize he was Chad. He's like, hold on, let me... Scrap this play out. This play don't ever call this again. Hey, look at the surface tablet. Don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that again. Don't ever do that shit again. So we, okay, the Bills. So 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 you know the Bills. They handle they handle their business against the Ravens. Hard fought, hard fought playoff game, man. I mean, oh, absolutely. It was hard def- it was definitely a hard fought playoff game. I I knew what that game was going to bring, as we are in some of our uh, of other chats with different groups of people from, you know, different regions. Um, and so I, I, I kind of expected a lot of the Lamar Jackson hate that ensued. But before we get to that, look, man, I have the utmost respect for Josh Allen for having that self-awareness to really improve his game, you know, and getting like, I've never really seen a quarterback come into the league as inaccurate as he was mm-hmm. and find accuracy. And he accredited to, you know, doing some digital training, looking at his mechanics, breaking it down and seeing that his hips were in front of his arm and, you know, his arm was dragging. That's why all of his shit was sailing. He was out there looking like Carson Wentz throwing uh dump offs, 10 yards into the stands. <laughs> so, Hey, look, you know what this right here? Oh, wait, no, this one Diggs is a pure savage. Diggs, he he left the Vikings, and he went to the Bills. And he, look, they whole offense changed. Yeah, they whole offense changed. That's a weapon on all, like on all levels of the field, short, intermediate, and long. Get your get your young quarterback weapons. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, what, what's so hard about that? Do whatever. If like if, if quarterback is the most important position. The Bills absolutely did it right. They signed a million offensive linemen this offseason. It was like, you know what? Y'all go out there, battle it out. Best five going to get it. And that's what they did. They got a good offensive line, surrounded him with weapons, and their offense just elevated. But like you like you said, you said get your quarterbacks the weapons, right? Like, yes. I don't understand why we, we, we went through this notion that we start penalizing quarterbacks for not having weapons or whatever, but you going you want to have weapons. Like every quarterback wants to have weapons. You're going to need weapons. Like you're not going to continuously win. Stop letting the Patriot way fool you and thinking that you're gonna go out there with, you know, with Deion Branch and you know Troy Brown or whatever. Like because that was that. that was a system. That that was the triangle offense with Jordan. Yeah, you're not gonna do that. You're going to need weapons. Every quarterback is going to need weapons. Like you say, Aaron Rodgers needs weapons. You know, every every quarterback needs weapons. Like Joe not- Montana had yeah. Joe Montana and Steve Young had Jerry Rice. Peyton Manning had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne. You're Aaron. never going to name a, a top quarterback without a weapon. And even and and even still, we talk about what Brady had, but I mean, he also had a team with Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, his best se- like the best season of his career, he had Randy. So you see what happens. But 
the reason I, why the Patriots can pick people up off the street is because a lot of the stuff that they have their receivers do, you don't need to be supremely talented. You need to be able to just be quick off the ball and separate. Go ahead and get off the off the ball, hit this whip route, be tough, catch these throws across the middle, and try and catch a seam route from time to time. They're not really pushing the ball. But, got, but like you said, back to the Bills, like you said, J, you, Josh Allen – you know, stepped up his game. He took it to took owners on himself, and you know, improving his mechanic, his game. The, uh, the team bought him some weapons. I mean, got him some weapons. Stephon Diggs oh, ele- elevated elevated his game. You know, because he was you know he was a good receiver. Yeah, you know, good. Now he got to Buffalo and became a great receiver. You know, not necessarily just saying because of freedom, because the offense definitely utilized his skill set to the maximum. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen that, I've seen that man been moved everywhere, been you doing all type of routes. We know he's a superb route runner anyway. Because he got the skills to play every receiver position on that. Field. So you move, so you move him around, so you move him around. So you now you just can't. That's why, like you said, you just can't pinpoint and double team him because he's moving around everywhere. Absolutely. Like you said, coaching. Yes, coaching, coaching has been the theme. Of, has been the theme of this episode so far. Ravens. What the fuck are y'all doing with Lamar Jackson, bro? Like handcuffing him. Like I understand you feel like he is supremely talented. I don't see the I don't see the the Chiefs being like, okay, we got Pat Mahomes, go be Pat. No, we gonna we go. You got the you got one of the biggest arms in the league. We gonna get you. Fa- we gonna get you fast. We gonna get everybody fast. We gonna pick up Miko Harmon, Sammy Watkins, whatever the fuck we gotta do, bro. They still run the option with Patrick Mahomes. Okay, but go ahead. I went, but go ahead. Bro, and that's what I'm saying. Like you, like utilize, utilize your talent. You can't, you can't ha- buy a Lamborghini and never get it. Oil changes. You got to do things to like to to take care of your high quality talent. So you don't want just. Lamar throwing to you know and Mark Andrews over the middle, and then you give him Hollywood Brown on the outside. No, you really like nobody can stop Lamar when he gets outside the pocket. You know what you can do? Make it so that you have the top rushing attack in the league. Use Lamar Jackson off play action. So you put put Lamar Jackson in the backfield. Do a do a zone read RPOs. Fake the handoff to a, a, a high quality running back, and then have him with roll out. Give him an option to run the football, throw the football. High low concepts. Mark Andrews running across low. Uh, Hollywood Brown running across deep, and then have a dump off just sitting in the middle of the field. Don't just like don't just handcuff him and put all of his routes crowded in the middle of the field, because now like we know I'm just gonna every, like the book the book on. Lamar Jackson, hey, look, just just cut the middle of the field off. Yeah. That's it. And that's why I think Greg Roman, he either needs to uh, update his Ask Madden card. Yeah. Or he got to go. Easily. He got to yeah. go because he's handcuffed him. And, I, and it gets stale to a point because you look at what he's done with mobile quarterbacks. After people kind of get hit, it gets stale. Yeah. yeah like, and, and, the, and the reason why it gets hip is like, you know what? We're not going to really put a whole bunch of pressure on you 
so you can escape the pocket. We're going to do whatever we can with four or five. And outside of that, everybody else just going to drop back. We're going to crowd the middle of this field and do what they got to do. And that's what's happening. But Keem says, give us a healthy O-line. I don't want to hear that because how many O-lines ain't healthy? Bakhtiari might be the best left tackle in the game, and he ain't been there for uh, the Packers. Everybody mm-hmm. hurt, bro. So it's it's not about a, a healthy O-line. It's about scheming people open. A couple of big-bodied receivers, Hollywood in the slot, and the quarterback coach that perfects his accuracy. And I, I do understand that. I do understand that. Because we, could Josh Allen just showed us, because they used to tell us all the time, you can't teach accuracy. If you're not accurate, you're just not going to get, you're not going to just and you know, accurate. I, I, I might agree with that. I, I, I might, But see, I might agree with that. I might agree that a QB coach can't come in and teach you accuracy. But I do believe if you say, you know what, I want to get better. Mm-hmm. You can work on yourself to become accurate. But Because like, that's okay. been proven. Because I've seen Lamar Jackson be accurate. But also, I think Lamar Jackson, some of those passes, like when I was watching that game, Lamar Jackson was throwing off his back foot, mm-hmm. floating shit. And that's mm-hmm. the same shit that Josh Allen was talking about. He was sitting on his back foot, relying on his arm strength, just straight his arm, and just mm-hmm. flicking that shit. And when you're throwing off your back foot, you're always going to miss high. It's the same shit I used to say about Cam. Cam used to throw off his back foot. And he would always miss high. It's the same shit being in baseball. If you don't follow through on your throws, guess what? Your pitch is always going to be up in the zone, and they're going to take your ass yard every time. And in football, they're going to pick that shit all the time. Harbaugh is stuck in his mindset that the defense will play Ravens defense instead of going offense first. Hey, that, 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 that whole saying defense wins championships, that shit is out the window in the NFL now. Right now, it's all about offense. Look, like, look, look at, look at, like, look. I, I had, it, I had it, a feeling you were going to say this, too. It, it's, it's bend but don't break. Like, you need the quarterback. You need that offense. You need to have the ability to really put up points. Your defense is going to have to going to have to show up. They're gonna to have to show up, but they're not gonna win you a championship. Did the Chiefs what what did the Chiefs do last against didn't they get an interception? Yeah, they got an interception. Did they get a stop? They got a stop. I'm but I'm did saying they show up? once again, once again. Did they show up? Oh, absolutely. But here's but I'm not saying that you can't I'm not saying you can put me out there at nose tackle. What I'm saying is oh, oh, I, I, you, you need to have uh, you should probably want a top ten offense over a top ten defense. I mean, of course, but like, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what okay, because I because I wanted to say because the Bills only scored seventeen points. I understand that. I I, 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 I understand that. But what I'm saying to get to this point, where do the Bills rank? You go. What did the Bills rank? The Bills. I mean, uh, the Bills in the top five. They they scored thirty points a game. Yeah, offensively. Yeah, offensively, and that's and that's my point. To get here, this you you need an offense. I'm not saying that you can just be, you know, a, a paper bag on defense. But what I'm saying is, you need to be able to put up points. Your defense is a plus, because once again, we said the Packers, they it's the same dudes out there on defense. They just learned how to tackle. That's all. Statistically, but they had a good defense last year. They was a good defense last year. They couldn't stop the run. They, that was their Achilles heel. But and they, they still can't stop that shit now. But but, they, but they're built. I, could, I mean, of course, you can't have everything, but they're built for 
if their team get a lead, which their team normally does, they they you know they put their ears back and they brush the pass. That's how they built their defense. Okay, they but, still got a defense. Let me not get my point misconstrued. I'm not saying don't ever try shit on your defense. I'm saying that defense wins championships should be offense wins championships. Because when you say defense wins championships, don't mean you can go out there and just have your defense hold somebody to zero points and you're going to win the game because that ain't happening. You still need the offense. What I'm saying now is – you should probably want your the way that the game is fo- like the way that the rules are. You would much rather have an offense that scores thirty points and a middle of the road defense than a middle of the road offense and a defense that's going to be top ten. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. We get, I mean, we got a whole off season to get on you know get on that point. Okay. We, you know, but it is what it is. So who you got again? So who you got? Because Eric said earlier that we we. We way down here on the comments now. He said, "Are uh, the Chiefs going to win with Chad Henney?" Oh, Chad Henney not going to play at all. <laughs> Chad Henney's not. Chad, bro. Chad Henney might be in some sweats. He might be. In, he might be in a Nike Tech suit, sitting on the sideline, drinking some nineteen crimes with me. Because guess <laughs> what? Chad Henney ain't going to play. Yeah, for yeah, one, I'm still for one. When, when that injury happened, I said, "Hey, that's not a concussion." Something yeah. else, something else is different. Like I think it was, he got caught in the rear neck and choke real quick. You know, lost the oxygen, blacked out real quick, and that's why he was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, you say that but, in the comments, and yeah. But so he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to clear concussion protocol. Well, if they're if they're not deeming a concussion because he's already passed his test. So if he's passed his test, I don't think he has to go through concussion protocol. He just we just need to know if that nerve or whatever they're saying happened works right. It was some mixed reports that they said he passed the concussion. Then they say he was still in concussion um, protocol. But I don't give a damn what they say. He playing Sunday. I guarantee you the NFL going to be like, hey, bro, he ain't got no concussion. He good. He playing Sunday. Hey, bro, that that foot, they going to put a shot in that, and he going to be good to go. It's going to play a factor because, like I said, now they got to – like the Bills going to have something to, you know, target. Oh, they 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 gonna they gonna some they gonna hit some gator rolls on that shit. Just, yeah. <laughs> is clear oh yeah, yeah, nah. Hey, but whiplash ain't no joke. Facts. Like, man, listen, I I just wanna say for all those people who talk about football players being injury prone and shit like that, you go out there and get some of the injuries that these football players have and just go to work the next day. <laughs> Bro, I jam my thumb one day almost called out. You see what I'm saying? Like these, like, hey, Aaron Donald was out here playing with fra- like fractured rib cartilage. Yeah. And in the D line in the trenches. In the trenches. And every time you they go huh, 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 hitting them with body shots. And he's still playing through that shit. I guarantee y'all, if y'all get bruised ribs, you're not getting out the bed without shedding a tear. Yeah, so yeah, we gotta keep things in perspective. So, so I, I I hate hearing like people talking about Lamar fake the injury. Like, why would Lamar fake an injury? Cause like I said, if you already got it in your head that Lamar's never gonna be able to throw or you don't like Lamar, he's a running back, nothing's gonna change your path. You're waiting for a failure moment. You're waiting for it. That's why I say nobody said anything last week. Nobody said anything last week. But now all of a sudden this week, now all of a sudden he can't throw again. 
But when he beat the Titans, everybody was cool. Everybody like, oh, look at him standing on the on the sideline. Oh, he ain't shake their head. They no, everybody loving Lamar last week. Mm-hmm. And that's why, look, hey, we don't forget. We 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 got the scouting report on some of y'all. So when you come back and trying to throw shade, oh, we got we got the receipts. They're gonna move the goalposts on every arc. Like I said, they're gonna be quiet. They're gonna be quiet until a moment. Like I said, this was a moment. He threw a late interception that, you know, was a pick six, you know. And like I said, if you already had your, your mind made up that he's not going to be a good quarterback, a passing quarterback, nothing's going to change your mind unless he go out there and throw for 5,000 yards. And then even then, you're probably going to say, well, the defense is, is changing. You, know? you probably make, make an excuse about the rule changes or something. But it is what it is. People stuck in their ways. They can't admit when they're wrong or they just can't give it up. Right. And and the one thing the one thing that I hate about the Lamar criticism is hearing a lot of people say, "Well, if you take his legs and only make up throw the ball, that's that that's not a part of it because that's a part of his game." Uh, about six years ago, Aaron Rodgers was probably one of the better running quarterbacks in the league. People don't want to talk about that, but Aaron Rodgers could get out the out the pocket. Yeah, remember Andrew Luck? Andrew Luck was a a, a good running quarterback. Part of the so game you, plan. So, so you can't you can't say, oh, if you take Lamar's legs out, if you take Andrew Luck's legs away from him, a lot of stuff that makes Andrew Luck a threat kind of diminishes because we all talk about quarterbacks that are statues. Because now, if you have a statue out there, that's when you really need to have oh that O line in front of him and stuff like that. But the same thing they want to criticize like Lamar for, they want to praise others for. Josh like, Allen. Josh Allen is a running quarterback, like. Josh Allen, bro. Last, bro. If, if you look at last year's numbers, and if Josh Allen couldn't run, he sh- he shouldn't have been in the league. You know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so I don't want to hear none of that. It, like it, it's an all-encompassing thing. Your talents are your talents, and your talents are what got you there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Le- Lamar Jackson's arm may have not got him to the NFL, but guess what? The ability that got him there supplements what he may lack in accuracy. But when you get him out on the run, it fucks up your whole defense. So now you got people running for you. You got scramble chills. Yeah. No, Deshaun Watson is not. De- Deshaun Watson, if Deshaun Watson is a running QB, Andrew Luck is a running QB. Yeah, that's what we say. But that's what we on the same page, though. Yeah, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about this. Oh, my bad. I need to. I, I thought I hit. No, I know you were talking about. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if Deshaun Watson is a running QB, guess what? Andrew Luck is a running QB. And I think that's what Eric's Eric's saying. Like, he, I think Eric's on the same page as us. He's yeah, no, 100. But my thing about the weapon, let's um, because we about to transition a little bit. Because we way too long on this. Yeah. Um, remember Cam? Remember when um they transitioned from Steve Smith, mm-hmm. and they went and got him Kelvin Benjamin. Yep. Big body receiver, right? Mm-hmm. And then what did they do the very next draft? They went and drafted Devin Funches. Yep. Now I'm not saying that these two were the greatest people. I'm talking about the uh the psychology the, the of why they this. Yeah. They went and got they said Cam is never gonna be Drew Drew Brees accurate. You know what I'm saying? We're not saying that he can't throw, we just know that he's not gonna be catch pinpoint rate. accurate. So catch we need rate. your like you said, we need your catch ratings to be big as hell. So we went and got you some big ass receivers. The Ravens went and got him Hollywood Brown. They went and drafted Devin Duvernay, Jane Prochet on the bench somewhere, Willie Sneed, and Boykin. Willie? 
Where's it? They finally brought in Dez in the middle of the season, but they haven't been utilizing him as a big receiver, utilizing his skill set. But you got a whole bunch of tiny guys for somebody that's not pinpoint accurate, and you don't even have a system to supplement that. You you set up to fail with that, bro. And that, and that's what I'm saying about scheme. That's what I'm saying that it's not just quarterback because what does Andy Reid? He gets those he gets those little receivers. Guess what? I'm going to give you some easy throws where you don't necessarily have to worry about pinpoint accuracy. I'm going to make it so that you can just get him the ball, mm-hmm. and guess what? He can do the rest. And, like, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Eric. Dez is a shell of his old self. Of course. Of course he's not going to be Dez. But guess what Dez still has? He has the ability to get you a double-double. He's going to pull down 10 rebounds. <laughs> Get like just hey look go ahead look get him get him throw him a slant let him box out a, let, let him box out a corner Eric I want you to go to Dez Bryant's Instagram page and look at the highlights that he showed from practice you know what I'm saying yeah Dez against, 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 those, against those Ravens receivers yeah I mean, I mean, not, the it's, Ravens corners yeah but it's not a but it's not, like I say it's not about Dez I don't want everybody to be yes let's not be, let's you not know like that. it's not about Dez it's about the like I said it's about the system in place it's about what you have going on. Like you said, they even even with a, a old self Dez, out of shape Dez, you could have still utilized him. You still could have utilized these other players better than what you was doing. So, and here, here's like I, I propose this to you all, but think about it like this: Had the Ravens put the top two receivers from the division around Lamar, so you have a Higgins and a Jarvis. You have a Tyler Boyd and a T. Higgins. You put Claypool and Juju around Lamar. That offense looks a lot different because you have those receivers who are going to work across the middle, but you also have a big body that's going to just go up and make a play. That's just going to use his size to make a play. Bro, look at Allen Robinson up in Chicago. Look at the quarterbacks he's played with. Boy. He's a big receiver, and you know what? I think he might have just in his career. No, I can't say that. Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall probably played with the worst quarterbacks in his mm-hmm. career. But Allen Robinson is up there with playing with some shitty-ass quarterbacks, especially Correct. when it comes to accuracy, and he still get it done. You know why? Catch ratings. Mm-hmm. And Brandon Marshall, catch ratings. Mm-hmm. Even uh, DeAndre Hopkins, before he got Deshaun, he was out there catching passes, from uh, what's that big month? Um, not I forgot not, his name. Not Ryan, from, uh, not Ryan Mallett. He was uh, he was too though. But um, yeah. I forgot his name from Denver. Um, Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Yeah, bro, he's he's catching passes from Brock Osweiler still in the top three in the league. You know why? Because he got a catch radius. So all them all that bullshit coming his way, he's still gonna bring it down. Man, somebody, somebody covering uh, Hollywood Brown, they're going to push his little ass out the way. It's a fact. Uh, we found Kyrie, bro. For real? They found Kyrie, bro. And he spoke to the media. Wow. He looks sad. Yeah. He looks sad. And we had two, I think we had two reports today in the group that we, and we discussed them. And it was like, what is he really going to do? Is his heart in it? Is it like 
what is he really going to do? Me, personally, I just want him to articulate his thoughts way better. Not necessarily. I'm not saying he owes us anything. He owes us an explanation because they don't owe us anything. I just think that I know that you're a tough-skinned dude because you take a lot of criticism. You take a lot of unwarranted criticism. Right. But it's like you can avoid a lot of some of these some of these instances by just stating what's going on, bro. That's like, all. Like, and outside of basketball, right? Because I, I I know I've said some stuff about Kyrie, and mainly it was basketball. But I've also said that something like like the comment where sometimes I wish Kyrie would shut up and dribble, mm-hmm. and it's because. He doesn't artic he doesn't articulate the way that I think someone who thinks the way he is articulating should. He, his point, like he may, he may really mean well. Yeah. But his thoughts don't come off like that. And when he speaks, it only brings more criticism to him. Correct. When you pair it with his actions. But he's already a target. He could say, he could say. Yo, he could say, yo, Brooklyn, the best borough in New York. And, yo, people from, people from Long Island, hey, what you mean, son? Oh, you know, like, you know, he can, he's but, a target. But what has caused that target, though? Has it been partially because of the things that he said? Yeah, but they still picking shoes. They But, but they still picking shoes. It's a lot of people that say stupid stuff in the media, bro. And it's a lot of stuff that we just let go under the rug. Well, one hundred percent. It's a lot of stuff that we will. We don't let. We don't allow Ka- Kawhi to talk. He don't talk, but he don't talk. But but Paul George can can speak up, and we ready to vil- vilify him. You feel what I'm saying? We because he, cause he should have never gave himself a nickname. That's you ain't it. playoff P. See you ain't saying? you ain't that. See what I'm saying? And the but, fact that people, people, do, like I said, the people don't like Paul George, they're going to like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to ride with that. But, but, and, and here's my thing because I kind of get, I've kind of get where all of the hate's coming because I've had like Dwight Howard. I'll use Dwight Howard as an example. Prime example. I, cause I've got, I've gotten into so many discussions with people when I tell them Dwight Howard is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Clear as day. It's clear as day. Dwight Howard is a first ballot NBA Hall of Famer. And people be like, are you fucking serious? No, he's not. He doesn't. Do- Wait, what has he done? This isn't that. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of the perception that people have of Dwight Howard. Every people, time. people don't like Dwight Howard. People perceive him as soft. And w- once Kobe called Dwight Howard soft, it was, it was over for him. Yeah. But Dwight Howard, even after that, Dwight Howard has, like, when it comes to big men, He's still been good. After mm-hmm. after after Kobe called himself, Dwight Howard still has put up better numbers than some big men in the in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Dikembe Mutombo, he, he 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 don't hold a, like he don't hold a match to what Dwight Howard has done in this league. Just look at their resumes. Dwight Howard, like Dwight Howard, is a first ball Hall of Famer, but it's the perception, and so I understand why people don't like Kyrie. But I think what happens is now with Kyrie, he's still active. He's still prevalent. He's still talking. And it's almost like he still doesn't recognize some of the stuff he's bringing. Like some of the stuff that he's saying is bringing more on him. I think that's a clear not wanting to recognize that. Yeah, no. And I think 
and that's what I was about to say. So I don't think that he can necessarily complain about what's going on when he does contribute to it. I think if you have the self-awareness to say certain things, you need to also have the self-awareness to be like, you know what? Why did they criticize me about that? And I know that I, okay, I, I won't say that I know, but I think Kyrie should listen to some people and see where their criticism stems from. So maybe they can be like, you know what? I'm trying to do all this stuff outside of basketball, but people see me in a club with my mask off. Maybe that was bad optics. Mm -hmm. And I need to fix the optics of stuff mm -hmm. because this one right here, we live in a microwave society. People don't have the patience to watch whole games. They just watch highlights. You can tell by the analysts. I want to go through that very first statement. We live in a microwave society. Correct. That's from, that's from my guy, Cannon. That's from Cannon. We live in a microwave society, and people are only going to see the headline. So people will be like, Kyrie hasn't shown up for the Nets, and he's in the club with his mask off. Correct. They don't care about what's going on. They don't care why you at a party with your mask off. You haven't come to work. You haven't told and, us why. And you haven't told us why. And you're at a party with your mask off. And I think when you're trying to send a message and have regular people feel sympathy for you, I can't go to a party after not calling my boss and telling him I'm not coming to work. Mm -hmm. And then he happens to show up at that party or something and be like, why you ain't coming to work? Because you know what's going to happen to me? I'm going to get fired. Before we run out of time and cut you off, let's get some sure. comments because some questions in here. Does Kyrie coming back tomorrow hurt the Nets? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Because James Harden and Kevin Durant are having the time of their life balling. They're playing ball. Harden is looking the same. He hasn't have to change nothing about his game. Still Harden. And still dribble, dribble, dribble. Still passing. You know, still a walking bucket. You know, we never, we never discredited that. It's just, you know, they're playing the game freely. And you, but, and you know what's, you know what's going to happen now that Kyrie's coming back? It's like when you and your favorite cousin about to go somewhere and your mom will be like, take your little brother too. You're like, for real? Yeah. Like, damn, we were having like, fun. damn. And then now little brother coming, oh, let me play. Can I play? Can I play Madden? Let me get the controller. There you go. That's going to be Kyrie. Hey, come on, give me the ball, give me the ball. And then once again, it's just like, all right, now, Kyrie, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Hey, I was, he better off, he better <laughs> come off the bench. No, 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 no. Come on, guys. I understand your thought process in this, but that shit, that, out, out, of, out of that three, you can't ask near one of them to come off the bench. And not at this point in their career. Not at this point in their careers. You can't not ask a single one of them to come off the bench. Your and best bet, go ahead. I know I get what he's saying. No, I for get the, it. For the betterment of the team, it makes sense. You could come off. You could still be Kyrie coming off the bench, get as many shots as you want. You don't have to second guess nothing. You can do what you want to do. In a basketball sense, it, it makes, makes so much sense. In a personality, that shit ain't happening. That shit ain't happening. That not one bit. I don't want you to ever think that that's about to happen because, yeah. um, like what Eric said, you, you didn't pay that much money. Oh yeah, Harry. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't pay that money for that boy to come off the bench. You could win, got Lou Williams. If that's the case, you know what I'm saying. And you know, uh, you want to talk about Matt Barnes' comments where he said trade Kyrie and pick up assets? 
makes sense because it like, makes so much sense. The way we, the way that they've been balling, it makes perfect sense. It seemed like it seemed like it's been a seamless match, seamless transition, a perfect match. The, the Nets been balling. They just beat the Bucks last night. I mean, get you some, get you some scoring off the bench and some, some defensive players if you can, if you can. But I don't see. I don't know if he has a no trade clause. I don't know if that's going. You know, maybe be quite honest. Uh, they may still want to ball with Kyrie. They might just from, just just from a basketball construction standpoint. I don't see it working. It's, it's, it's the same way we talked about last year when I came on here. Well, I think uh, like both of us said that Harden and Russell, that shit ain't going to work. I thought it was going to oh. work better than what it was. Oh, yeah. So I, 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 I said that shit's not going to work because of, yeah, it's all fine and dandy until the games start happening. Because there's plenty of times I didn't have some of my best friends. I didn't put them on at work. And then once they got to work, I'm like, hey, bro. The fuck is you doing? You know, we we think about it as a basketball sense, like, oh, you know, it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. I think these hoopers think differently. I think they because hey, they don't they don't want to go to the gym. I think if they go to the gym, right, and they say, oh, boom, Katie say, yo, I got hard. You know what I'm saying? And the next person, this is hypothetical. The next person that posted posted pick, and he posted pick his uh um. <laughs> That's a motherfucking fact. Oh, yeah. That, that a right dope ballet. Is. That a dope ballet, baby. But think about it. Like you say, the next person is supposed to be a 3 and D defender. You're like, oh, I need a defender to play some defense. You were supposed to pick that as a basketball standpoint. But it's like, boy, Kyrie's sitting right there. Let's pick up Kyrie. Like, you're going to pick the – nobody goes to the gym in a gym right now in America and picks the worst player. Absolutely not. You're going to always pick the best player and think you're going to make it work. That's just a basketball hoopers mentality, but we as a basketball construction thinking of, thinking of different. You're gonna need a role player. You're gonna need a me on that team, the, yeah. a glue guy. You're gonna need somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And I think they need just kind of like uh, like someone who's gonna go out there, play defense, get a bucket when they need it, but it's not gonna need the ball, not gonna demand the ball, not gonna want his share of ball handling duties you know what i mean you need you need someone's like okay if if we want hard to run like run around picks or set up kd or whatever the case may be and i just need to bring the ball up facilitate the offense or whatever and play defense it's like some rondo shit or something like that yeah that's what they need they don't need somebody who's gonna want the ball who's gonna be looking for their own shot do you think Kyrie can be a true point guard? Though he's never been, he's never been that true point guard. You know, he never been a true point guard. I'm not saying that he can't pass, but he he's been a scoring threat his entire life. You know, what I'm saying, but the but Harding is Harden is a playmaker, right? You know, what I'm saying he is a playmaker, so you can utilize his playmaking skill set. You can make it. You can, you can make it work. I, like I said, we still reserve. Like I said, they're coming back. We're going to see. So it, it's going to, you know, it's going to be, hold on, let me see. <laughs> All right, Brother Ross. I do. I pick the worst in the gym. Give me AJ or Hill, and I'll make it work. Well, you picking me, we're going to make it work, baby. You know what I'm saying? I'm glue guy. I'm glue. I'm 3 and D. You know what I'm saying? I'm 3 and D, Ross. Ross, are you even good? 
We're not even going to do this. Cause Ross, you want to play with me because I got two flagrants waiting on you. We could be we could be here all night if I keep if I go back and forth. I got two I, I got two flagrants. That's all I need, and I'm gonna win. Hey. We go we go. Uh, it was one topic that we did not we did not discuss, and we're gonna table that because we definitely need Cannon for that. And we really if it if it goes to like we really wanted to go, the topic might be the whole damn show. Okay, but we're gonna leave off with it. We're gonna leave off with this because we all we we out of time. AJ, I need to hear your wildest excuse for getting out of work since we're on the Kyrie topic. <laughs> All right. So my wildest excuse, it was at my last job. I was working. I, I, I still got the text messages to prove it. So at the time, I was supposed to go to work, but I missed my flight. <laughs> Bro, I'm in Miami still. I text my boss like, hey, my baby got the flu. <laughs> I can't make it back. And at this time, I didn't have no kids. But I'm such a private person. Nobody knew my life. And I knew that whenever you bring kids into the situation, don't nobody question you, bro. And so I was like, I was like, yo, my son got the flu. I had to take him to the hospital. Um, I can't make it in today. I got back and stuff like that. Everything was cool. And probably like two weeks later, somebody was like, wait, so how old is your son? I'm like, I ain't got no son. <laughs> he told all this stuff out of five. No, hey, but that ass, my boss, she was cool as shit, though. She texted me and was like, you don't have no kids? I was like, nah. I just kind of um, knew that we was in busy season and you wasn't going to let me off. Without no like dire excuse, you wouldn't because I've I've come to work like I'm one of those people I don't never miss work. I come to work sick and shit like that, and I was like, yeah, yo, put me in the corner, and they did. Mm-hmm. And so they was like, you sick? You ain't calling off because you damn sick. You like money too much. And I was like, hey, bro, I can't, I, I can't, I can't. And they was like, cause I, they was denying people who already had like vacation time set up, and they was like, hey, no, shit's crazy. So I was like, hey, bro. <laughs> Claude, he's sick. I gave him my old ass name. <laughs> he's sick. <laughs> we can't. So, Go ahead. <laughs> I was working at uh, I was working at Taco Bell, right? <laughs> yeah, it was my first job, so I didn't. Um, so I normally I'm not the call out person, or you know, and all that, but we had got robbed though. Like Taco Bell had got Taco Bell got robbed. I wasn't there at all. Oh, bro! Like I said, I wasn't there at all, though. Right? So I'm like, okay, cool. We I got wish robbed because that would have been a better story. Yeah, it, it definitely would have. It definitely would have. But me, I wanted to like, I hated that job at this point. So I like, I wanted to get fired, or because I just couldn't, I just couldn't quit for some reason. Right, right. I get you. So I told them, I said, listen, y'all. Like I fear for like my life right now, since we ain't got no security. Like, I ain't coming back to work till like things cool off. Like, cause well, they make they may run the block, you know, run, the, spend, run the block. spend that block. Spend hey, block. We, we need we need some glass. We need that thick glass. Hey, yeah. hey, no. So but y'all look, y'all not from Cincinnati, but it's a this Mount Airy Taco Bell that Chris talking about. It get, it get real. Oh, it get active. You gonna get a you gonna get a chalupa and a concussion. <laughs> but look. So I said I wasn't coming to work though, right? 
So obviously I was in high school at this point. So I didn't go to work. I'm at crib just, you know, busy time is like it's you know, the rush hour, you know, yep. dinner time. Everybody working. So they was busy as hell because obviously I was supposed to have been there. So my manager, I was real cool with her. She was like, hey, listen, man, you gotta just come to work. You just come with me. We're gonna finish the rest of the shift and then we be out. So I walk in after the whole shift is over, after the rush is over. Oh, homeboy was tight. He's like, oh, no, nah, you want to show up now? Oh, no. Nah. Like, like, so he wanted to fight me. I'm like, damn, bro, you, you that mad at me? Like, it is what it is. So they were like, hey, you should just go home, bro. I'm like, well, I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to come, I, I didn't want to come in anyway. So I'm going to just go ahead. I'm going to roll out. To <laughs> <laughs> Take my pain and suffer it. Yeah. Give a damn fuck cheese taco. <laughs> I'm hell in the hood, baby. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bro. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a damn about Taco Bell. Hey, you feel me? Like, fuck uh, this shit. Uh, take take, take oh, two man. gorditas for my pain and suffering. I'm heading home, man. They ain't need robbers with no gun. Oh, hell no. Nah. That's what I'm saying. So I'm sitting there like, bro, I ain't coming to work, right? Y'all got to get it together. But listen, that was episode 93. You know, you can catch us on all major podcast platforms, Three Man Weave, Instagram, Twitter, Three Man Weave underscore. You can email us at podcast.three.man.weave at gmail.com. Um, hopefully, my schedule doesn't change anymore. Hey, bro. Yes. yes. It's a reason why if y'all trying to figure out what days y'all want to catch us live, blame it all on Hill. His shit change every single day. He work at the abortion clinic and they keep pushing his schedule. So please, please support Joe Biden so they so they can fund abortion clinics properly and he'll can have a set schedule. Oh uh, man, y'all protect yourself. They about to get crazy in the next few days. Cannon will be back next week. Uh other cannon, post our picks. We definitely will post our picks at the same time for you next time. I will I will have the best picks this week. I'm calling it. Fuck Cannon. I'm AJ El Presidente. <laughs> My picks, I'm going undefeated, goddammit. Well, you could put a you could put a thousand dollar parlay on my picks and split the pot with me. Yeah, don't no don't, don't, don't bet on don't bet the house on me. Don't do that, please. But because I don't want nobody trying to fight me. We out. Because I'll shoot you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, right on, baby. Right on. Uh, oh, I can take you far, baby. You are now tuned in to the soft sounds of Kimi and Casanova. Uh, Mac Daddy, let me get it started. Talk my shit better. Fat nigga on a fraternity. I'm a big stepper. I'm plain Jane. All y'all rock is designer. Bitches throw pussies at me. All I rock is vaginas. I just be laid back. All I got is recliners. I wouldn't join the Navy shit. All I got is Rihanna. <laughs> you jive turkeys is frivolous. I'm a light, this a filament. Slip your disc, I'm acrylic. I ain't feeling it. I'm a pimpin' and nice skin, glistening eye. Be in your kitchen making dressing, putting dick in your
your watch Keep me casting over the flow Then got colder than Nova Scotia I'm rolling my motion Making your hoe let me motor blow I'm a pimp type nigga With a mouthpiece Bitches tell me I'm a maid nigga Like a housekeeper She remove her clothes and on the floor Is where her blouse be Most of my bitches can't do a fucking thing Without me Mackin' exquisite Don't believe in smacking my bitches I just cut them off and put all the ratchets back in position I'm a mathematician Subtracting and adding my digits I need accuracy so don't you be distracting my bitches I'm a Mac with the accolades to prove it I tell all my bitches on a Saturday to move it And I done seen them all from the south of Kakalaki Mississippi, Arkansas, and back to Tallahassee I'm groovier than most players The slow stroker, the throat slayer Probably somewhere up in your hole, player And I keep a switchblade for niggas who get serious Cause if I break a nail on your ass, I'ma be furious If niggas slacking on they mackin' and I'm packing when they lackin' Then his hoe will be contacting me for casual relax Seducing a hoe is something that I'm usually for But I'm eating cacuterie and putting juice in my throat Just pimp on, baby If you pimp on, you can pimp strong and never to pimp long And a nigga like me can take you far, baby Far, Timmy Casanova Show you right, baby Show you right Right on, baby. Right on. I can take you far, baby.